Welcome to the Scalar Learning Podcast, the ultimate education show on the forefront of the burgeoning edtech revolution. Join us each week as we interview the most cutting-edge edtech companies, content creators, and curriculum developers across the planet. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Scalar Learning Podcast. I'm your host, Huzaifa, as always. And today, we are interviewing the co-founder of an amazing new company, which falls right in line with the general theme of the show, which is the EdTech Revolution. And moreover, what is the EdTech Revolution? It's all about making education accessible, fun, all these amazing things. And today, we are talking to Devin Young, the co-founder and president of Classcraft, okay? And Classcraft has over 7 million users worldwide and is designed to act as a powerful suite of tools that augment, augment typical instruction with gaming principles to empower students to work together in fun new ways and foster critical skills necessary to thrive in tomorrow's job market. And I think what's really cool about Classcraft in the in the videos and things that I've seen about them is that that's what they're doing. Look, gamification works and, and it engages people. And so they're trying to turn the entire classroom experience, not just a portion, not just, let's say, mathematics or science or whatnot, into a gamified experience, but the entire process of learning. And of course, this is just my interpretation, but I'll definitely let Devin, the expert, explain more uh, about the intricacies of class craft. So without further ado, Devin, welcome to the show. Thanks so much. Glad to be here. Great to meet you. Yeah, great to meet you too. So first, before we jump into your business and your company and everything that you've done, just tell us a little bit about your background and how you got into the ed tech space. Uh, it's a little bit serendipitous. Um, I'm uh, started sort of professionally working as a creative director in New York uh, a number of years ago, um, and uh, along the way, I worked a lot with my brother, uh, who is a developer. Uh, I train in graphic design and uh, video production, and uh, my brother uh, taught high school and was a web developer. Um, and so, uh, for about a decade, we did projects. He was up in Canada. I was up in New York, and. Um, then uh, he was kind of teaching part-time and then coding part-time, um, and he started playing around with how to get his students to be uh, more accountable to each other and show up and get excited and engaged. Um, and so he kind of hacked together a um, way to turn his class into a role-playing game. Um, and so um, he used it for a couple of years and started seeing really amazing results um, by putting students together in teams for the course of the school year and giving them um, powers when they leveled up that were real. So you could like hand in homework late or maybe sit next to someone you like. Um, students got really invested in each other's success. And as a result, uh, it really transformed the culture in his classroom and helped him sort of manage behavior and motivation. And so uh, he posted the rules online um, and uh, a student put it on Reddit. And then the next day, like 130,000 people came to the uh, post that he put. And by the end of the week, it was like a quarter million. And uh, we were working with clients and different things at the time. We're like, holy cow, like maybe you should 
do something with this. And, um, and then, yeah, fast forward, uh, six years later, uh, we brought on our dad as our third co-founder, um, who had a really strong business background. And, uh, I think we're like 45 people on staff, um, kind of spread between, um, Quebec and, uh, a bunch of people working remotely on the U S side. Um, and that's it. That's a really, really cool story, really inspiring story. But just for people who aren't familiar with role-playing games, what's a, what does that mean? What's a role-playing game? So it's a type of video game where you pretend to be an adventurer in uh, a world, and you go out and you meet people and you interact with folks. And the general premise is that you start off really um, kind of low-level, weak. Um, and as you have experiences and adventures, you uh, you develop in strength, you you level up, um, and you become more powerful. And what's kind of fascinating is that if you look at the experience of going to school, which is really what we're focused on, is is the learning experience versus say the content itself. Um, it's kind of the same thing. Uh, you know, I show up say at the beginning of middle school, and I'm kind of shy, and maybe I don't have a ton of friends, and then I make friends, and then I get to stay up later, or you know. Uh, watch more TV. I, I don't know what the thing is, but, um, but over time we basically develop more independence and become more empowered. Um, and so it's, it's pretty fascinating to look at the overlap in how video games kind of structure an experience like that. That's hyper motivating. Think of world of Warcraft, Zelda, um, that there's a bunch of games, uh, that fit in this jar and, and then, um, what, what school looks like, what learning actually looks like. Um, the, the correlations are pretty amazing. Now, I noticed on some of your videos on your on your guys's YouTube channel, you talked about that exact uh, idea, which is experience points or XP. So can you Mm -hmm. give us kind of run us through an example of how this works in the classroom and how people get X experience points and how they can use them? Totally. I think one thing that's kind of important to clarify is that it's not like a video game that kids are on all day in school. It's uh, it's about. using gamification basically, but in a way that's thoughtful and well done. Usually it's, it's pretty bad. It's, it's broccoli basically covered in chocolate and, and, you know, students catch on pretty quickly. Um, and so what happens here is that, um, you know, you would run your classroom the way that you normally would if you were a teacher and, um, but your students would be in teams and as they sort of show up for each other, support each other, answer questions, right, et cetera, they get these experience points, which are basically kind of like life experience, right? So you're capturing the fact that they have had a, a, you know, a moment basically in your classroom that was positive, that they, they showed up, uh, and, uh, and as a result, that, that accumulates within the system. And so uh, then we set thresholds. So say if you, you, know, you answer a question right, you get 100 experience points. If you get to 1,000 experience points, you'll get to level two. Well, at level two, uh, there's a bunch of things that unlock. Your character gets cool armor. You can train a little pet. You might get a power that lets you, you know, show up late to class or something. Um, a lot of this stuff is, is customizable by the teacher, so they set it based on what their needs are. But, um, but it creates an incentive structure, basically, for them to um, you know, progress and, and want to progress. And I think that one of the things that we've been successful in doing is um, really looking at all of this through the lens of how do we foster more collaboration versus competition within the classroom. And so um, the students being in teams, some of the powers is they can actually help each other out and, and you know, support each other. And so um, the students are really familiar with these, you know, um, 
mechanics because they play games and it's what they know. Um, and what they may realize a little less is that we're actually getting them to model pro-social behaviors and develop skills that are actually important. Like nobody wants to work with a jerk or, you know, hire a jerk. And so, um, so by sort of learning how to be a good team member and, and kind of working through some of the, um, challenges there at a young age, uh, folks are developing some critical skills along the way. Now, when you get experience points for doing something or turning something in early, is this completely separate from grades? Like, let's say, and I, I guess, again, it's customizable, but if is it is it meant to be separated from actual quantitative grades or is it more like action based? It's totally meant to be separated from grades. Grades are like powerful, right? They're an assessment tool. They're, they're standard, but they're also... Um, they're pretty definitive. If you fail something, you failed something. That's bad. Like, oh, oh my gosh, like my future is, is you know, in, in, in danger. Um, within Classgraph, you have health points, which are kind of like your vitality. And you can lose health points for showing up late to class or, um, you know, saying something that, that's not super nice to someone. And so, um, but those health points, you can then heal each other and you can protect each other. And so, um, we, we, what's powerful with, with having a metric that students care about within the classroom that isn't the grade, that doesn't feel so punitive, is that there's actually room to fail. There's room to learn. There's room to grow. And so, um, so it's actually, yeah, it's, it's intentional and it's, it's powerful, basically, uh, as a result of it being something that isn't as severe as a grade. That's really cool. I love that. Now, it does seem to – so walk us through from – okay, I used to teach in a classroom. I taught at a school for about three years, actually a little bit more technically. And how – from a teacher's perspective, how do they keep all of this organized and everything? Yeah, can you run us through that scenario from the teacher's perspective? Okay, somebody turned in something early. I want to give them XP. How do I do that in the, in the program? Welcome to the last six years of my life. Um, it's – it's been a lot of plumbing and, and electrical work is what it feels like. So, um, you know, the, the way that this works is you uh, create a structure that maps out these relationships. So you have teacher accounts, student accounts, parent accounts, admin accounts, school district accounts now. Um, and the points are given automatically. So say you're using something like Google Classroom. Well, when you hand in your assignment, if it's on time, bam, points get transferred back. If you put in a grade in, in Google Classroom, then that grade will get piped back to Classcraft, and then it'll get transferred. Like, the grade still matters, but then the result of whatever assignment you just did now gets transferred into Classcraft, and you get experience points for doing that. And so... Um, so yeah, there's just been a, a lot of work put into automating this. Uh, we have iOS apps, Android apps, uh, everything runs out of the browser, um, but it's all uh, kind of synced um, in real time. And so, uh, so yeah, it, it, the idea is that like teachers don't have time and this can be super complex. And we have a handful of early adopter teachers that did all this on Excel and it was like a super time sink, but, um, but done right, it's powerful and it saves a bunch of time because students are accountable to one another and they say, hey, John, like stop making noise during class. You're, you're going to make us lose points. And as a result, you as a teacher don't need to keep getting students to stay on track, et cetera. So 
Um, so it can be really a huge time saver. The, the key is to automate all this stuff and try to get it to be as, as seamlessly integrated into the flow of the classroom as possible. Okay, that's amazing. The group accountability, if I, if that had existed, or I guess it did exist, but if I had integrated that, that, that could be really, really cool from a, a teacher's perspective. Tell, so you have so many users and people that have adopted this. Tell us about some of the stories or what, you know, what are people saying? What are, what are the things that they've seen transpire in the classroom after implementing? Uh, I mean, it's, it's, um, this is really a toolbox to bring a handful of really sophisticated um, methodologies uh, around motivation, right? So if you think of video games, it's like bigger as an industry than TV, film, and professional sports combined. And the reason is, is that it creates really strong emotions in the players. And it does that by using a bunch of video game mechanics. So when you come back and you think about how do we leverage the power of that in the classroom? It, it really is a set of different tools and different teachers use them in different ways. And so um, at the core, there really is this idea of you have a you know, student has a character, they have points, they're in teams, um, and you know, they can get these powers and let them hand in stuff late and what have you. Um, but then we actually added a whole bunch of stuff that plugs into that. And so uh, we have things like a random event. So teachers might start a class with a random event, and that will be like one thing that you know, is true for the rest of the class, say. So, um, you know, it'll say something like, you met a crazy cat lady on your adventures, and now everybody has to meow at the end of their sentence for the class, right? Yeah. And that becomes hilarious, and then everybody has this class that was really memorable. Or um, we created a feature this year called Kudos, where students can give each other praise. And if the teacher approves the message, then they get points. And so that creates a really powerful culture within the classroom that, um really encourages people being grateful for each other. And each student gets a wall with all these positive messages that they got from their peers. Um, we have a, a pretty robust feature called Quests where you take your existing lesson plan and you turn it into a choose-your-own-adventure um, quest that um, differentiates basically your, your pathway through it based on your level of mastery of any given subject. And so teachers put their lessons in there and we provide ready-made stories and, um, and students, like the, the goal is for us to, to help teachers basically get students to binge watch their assignments because they're really invested in the storytelling. So, um, so there's a lot of different tools that, um, you know, teachers use. I think that uh, we really advocate strongly to start simple and, and then, you know, add things as you go. Um, and, yeah, I mean, I think you've seen amazing things. You've seen... Um, one of my earlier experiences, I went in a classroom and uh, I started interviewing students, which is always really fun. And one of them was a, he was a bit of a goofy guy. And um, I'm like, what's the deal with this? He's like, oh, I hate this class, you know. And uh, I'm like, oh, all right. Well, what, you know, how's it been with Classcraft? And he's like, it's pretty cool. You know, I play a lot of PlayStation and like, you know, I get this. I'm like, that's cool. And he's like, yeah, it's like, it's been okay for my grades too. Like, I'm like, well, what happened? And he's like, oh, well, you know, like, people get points whenever they offer help. So everybody kept offering me help. And so like, I just, you know, it's like doing them a favor to take their help so that they can get points. I'm like, Oh, that's cool. And it, like, it's true. Like Classcraft flips that dynamic, right? If you're asking for help, it's awkward, but if you're receiving help from someone who wants you to take the help, it's totally different. So I check in with a teacher and I'm like, what does that mean? Like his grades are a bit better. And he's like failing to honor roll in six weeks. That's what that means. Like, that kid has issues in all of his classes and he's developing self-confidence in my class like never before. And it's, it's like, it's dramatic. And so, um, 
So that's really kind of validating, I think, on, on, on a certain side. Um, we have, you know, students that are interacting with other students within the classroom. Teacher um, sets up the teams and it's, we recommend that they do so in an intentional way where you're mixing up groups and cliques and different things. And so it's been really powerful for getting students that wouldn't interact with one another to interact with each other and then become invested in each other's outcomes. And so when we're looking at the current climate around equity and all this kind of stuff, these are powerful tools that can um, foster relationships early on in life and change people's mindsets later down the road. And so um, the collaborative aspect of Classcraft has been really uh, impactful and meaningful, especially with COVID and remote learning and kids feeling um, isolated from their peers and disconnected, um, to have them kind of be interacting with each other uh, through different activities and lessons and stuff like that um, has been uh, also really helpful in just building some support for them uh, around the house. And so um, so that's a big piece. Um, yeah, I don't know. I could keep going, but those are kind of two examples that come to mind. Now, for, for schools and teachers and things like that that are listening and say, hey, you know what? I want to give this a shot. I want to, I want to try implementing it. What's the process uh, from that standpoint? Just go to classcraft.com, sign up. If you're a teacher, there's free accounts. Um, and then the premium version is 120 bucks for the whole year, unlimited classes, unlimited students. If you're a school or district, we have like um, – it's going to get a little technical, but uh, – basically really sophisticated tools to manage behavior. Um, so there's this thing called multi-tiered, uh, oh boy, I haven't slept enough because I have a toddler who's not sleeping, but MTSS um, and PBIS, which are two systems to help uh, schools manage behavior and culture at a, a school grade level and then right down to the individual level. And so um, we have some analytics in the back end that look at all these points and help identify students that are struggling, students that are at risk. Um, and you can customize interventions based on individual students. And so, um, so that's been huge because it allows administrators to get visibility on what's going on in the classroom. Usually these systems don't get rolled out with fidelity because the students are really excited about getting points and participating. Um, they do get used with fidelity, and then you do start getting a really... Uh, much more detailed view of what's going on in the class. And in a remote setting, it's also super powerful because you can't engage with every kid, but parents have an app. They can give points at home as well. And so you can start seeing that like the students that are not getting points and, and, and recognition ultimately are, are some that need the more help. And so you can start identifying those students and then supporting them and making them feel more uh, included and therefore more engaged and they show up more and all this kind of stuff. So um, so there's a lot going on in the school and district versions of Classcraft as well that are um, kind of additive to the experience. And uh, yeah, those generally start around 2500 bucks and up based on how big the school or district is. Devin, I want to thank you for coming on and, and talking about this. This is this is so cool. And and like I said, it's right in line with, I mean, everything I believe in terms of, hey, we should try and make it, make everything engaging and fun to the best of our ability. So this is, this is really cool. I wish I would have known about this a few years ago when I was still in the classroom. And everybody, if you did hear that, you kind of know what to do and where to go. Uh, so of course, if you missed it, well, it's a podcast, so you can always rewind. But if you don't want to rewind, you can go to scalarlearning.com and just check out the show notes 
for this particular podcast episode and all the pertinent links and, and all that shall be in there if you are interested in learning more. And make sure to check back every week for new podcast episodes. And if you haven't checked out our YouTube channel yet, go to Scalar. Just go to YouTube and search for Scalar Learning. We got tons of stuff coming up this summer, especially, hopefully, that new SAT will be happening in August. Fingers crossed. So we've got loads of content coming out related to SAT math prep. And that is it. Thank you guys so much for joining. We'll see you all next time. Take it easy. Scalar,